0: I've come to realize that a hero, the hero with a thousand faces is the hero of a thousand different people. And that uh, I've outworn my usefulness as a hero to the teenager. Uh, they want someone else in the spirit of rebellion stated in a different way. And uh, I was impressed with that and also with the, uh, the strangeness of uh, the strangeness of looking down the funnel of the years into a time when I was uh, 18, 19, and 20, and that it might as well be a 100 years away. It's not just 20, or
1: whatever it is. Have these, uh, again, this is a cursory observation on your part and mine, perhaps neither of us is too closer touch with kids do you sense the more cool this is known as the cool era you know the cool do you think the kids you saw the students the other day were more cool than uh, your contemporaries when they were 18
0: yes i think they're uh, they tend to be more cynical more questioning are well, they are assaulted by so many lies every day the false lies on television the attitude of the announcers the uh the way the products are pushed, uh, uh, the sort of heisting and uh, psychological second-story, second-story uh, men that uh, that uh, handle and push around. Everybody knows it's a lie, and that's so much that we live as a lie. Uh, but uh, and it's taken for granted that uh, we live in terms of lies. But uh, uh, the question is, isn't so much. How uh, whether it's true or not, but how much of a lie there is in it, and uh, uh, I think that they are—they're um, so loaded with false values uh, on every hand that they that they become a little cynical, and I think it's a healthy reaction. I think it's perfectly—it's something done in self-defense and uh, they don't believe it. The kind, of, the kind of world, the kind of Christian world that has taught them in uh, the churches and the kind of Christian world that they meet on Madison Avenue is uh, vastly different. And there's a large schism in our society as a result of uh, uh, this endless, relentless push for uh, the mother money
1: I must ask you this Martin. it's a personal question of view what you said. I know you're the father of two children. What do you tell them? I mean, in view of the framework in which we live, surrounded as we are by the lie, the big lie, the little lie, perhaps not Hitler's big lie, but lies that are large enough, certainly. What, uh, what do you tell them?
0: Tell them about what?
1: The world we live in today. Or well, it's yeah, a general question. What kind of people? How, how? What kind of people do you want them to be? I think. That's well, I. Uh,
0: I don't tell them anything. I tell them something when they ask me. They say, "What is this? Or why is this?" And I give them. Uh, I try to explain it to them as, as simply as I can. Uh, for instance, people have come up to me, much to my discomfort, while my son was there and gone through this rather embarrassing uh, ritual of asking for my autograph and the the magical touch rubbing the the touchstone, the lucky stone of the uh, the hero uh, and uh, looking adoringly and worshipfully at this uh, symbol, strange peculiar manifestation of our funny life here in America. So I was signing this autograph, I couldn't do otherwise uh, I always sign for children uh, because they really don't know any better but it's so distressing when you when you see adults uh, indulging in this uh, this sad uh, uh, talisman seeking uh, kind of thing but sometimes you just have to do it because you don't want to be offensive and anyhow he was there uh, I happened to be with uh, my older boy. And he said, "Daddy, why does he want your name?" Well, I had to scrape the inside of my brain to give him a decent answer. I said, "Well, I don't know uh, why they want my name. Some people do that. Some people just think it's uh, lucky if uh, they have things. Uh, they have rabbits' feet, and they have little charms, and they
1: have talismans. Yeah,
0: talismans, and and uh, some people like me, and they want uh, they want a memento from." having been near me. And uh, so they want me to scribble something. but It was quite difficult to answer. I think that uh, the task set out for them is uh, enormous. I think to be the sons of a famous man is an awful burden. And uh, it's awfully tough because I'll have to live up and be constantly known as my sons. I will not be known as their father. they'll be known as my sons. And that's uh, that's an ugly, ugly burden. And I, I hope to find some way to protect them. Uh, if I can, to bring them up in some place where they are <clears throat> protected from this thing. Uh, in other places in the world, it doesn't matter who I am. And I'm just another two-legged person walking around. But when they go to school, then they very quickly become aware of the fact that their father is somebody who was somehow uh, an important commodity in everyone's home and everyone's life and uh, I think he's seen uh, you can't keep the kids away from the television Uh, you can't be there all the time and uh, they see it. Uh, It's an enormous problem and I wish I could spare them uh, uh, that but uh, they'll just have to uh, bullet through as best they
1: can and with all the help I can give them. You know the phrase you just used then you are an important commodity is what you said, an important commodity so you, Martin Breno, sense this, it is the commodity they, they worship really isn't it, the symbol of you, so you're aware of this.
0: Yes I think that, uh, that uh, we're all uh, bought and sold in one way or another, Uh, a few of us aren't, but there's uh, there's a price tag on all of us. Uh, If uh, uh, you see ideas on television sold, you see political ideals, uh, ideas that are bought, I mean the the mere expression of the word I don't buy that comes from a kind of mercantile invasion of the uh, American mind, the values of buying and selling. And uh, you can even buy stature, as uh, we, just, we discussed before, the, by being in the Playboy Club, or move up to quality by drinking a certain beer. And uh, <laughs> it's, it's perfectly absurd and, uh, and sad. But nevertheless, that's, uh,
1: that's the world we live in. Martin, you're obviously a thoughtful man, so I'm, and you are in a certain Position that is as you sense not too enviable many envy you indeed and yet. I know you do not Feel this way about it. You've explained why Graphically vividly enough yet. How do we keep the kids? This is the question Obviously, they're cynical because the lies about but isn't there some way and this is again. This is the Pollyanna in me That life there is a better way of living in other words uh, if the child becomes a cynic He's a half-man, isn't he? The cynic. is the half-man, isn't he? How then can he be the full man in our time? I don't know whether you can answer it. I don't know who can. But again, I come back to your kids, to your children, you see.
0: No, I can't answer it. I've done the best I can with my age and my life. Uh, I don't think that I'm a raging success uh, in my life. I don't think that I've achieved certain things that I would perhaps like to have achieved uh, within the realm of my own soul but then we do what we can. We can't do any better than we can and uh, uh, we use the, uh, the techniques and the uh, uh, the reserve fuel tanks that uh, are afforded us and uh, maybe uh, his life will be uh, less pressured in some way, maybe. It's so hard to tell when nations and empires rise and fall within a period of twenty-five years and they're fantastic uh, revelations by science. It will be uh, difficult to predict how difficult the world will be, but. Or how uh, good, perhaps? Yes. Or
1: how good, perhaps?
0: But as I get older, I, uh, I have uh, become more convinced that a simple way of life, a life that that uh, is directly related to living, the, the getting of food, and uh, the the making of it, the preparing of it uh, the uh, work that is direct, directly related to living such as the kind of work that you find in almost any primitive community I think is uh, fundamentally more wholesome I think that uh, richness and success has uh, it just so poorly distorts life it hasn't really meant anything uh, I think that it tends to mean something because uh, people think, well, they'll have security, but they don't. We don't have economic security here. We're little islands separated one from another. Uh, You know, if you starve, you have to go to the state, but you're a social reject. If you're poor and you haven't, if you're not successful, there's something, uh, there's something sick about you, something malignant and unusable. People don't like to be around failure, at least failure in the common sense. And uh, they can't understand. People can't understand. uh, uh, Other people turning their back on uh, material goods and not taking full advantage of it when you can.
1: Other people, I think, again, speaking to the students, you mentioned Tahiti. This was the place that, apparently, which you grew most fond. There, then, material success is not what it is here.
0: Well, they have no sense of of what it is to have or have not. They uh, they have bananas, they have uh, coconuts, they have breadfruit, they have fish in the lagoon. If they want a house, they stick uh, some palm fronds together and a few hunks of wood. And uh, and for a few pennies they can get a pareo and they live uh, perfectly happy. There. The Tahitians don't work uh, except when they want something specific. But uh, that will of course change when the Marketing psychologists invade that area. When the uh, the world communication system is uh, complete, then the Jap- if the Japanese and flood the South Pacific with a lot of, uh, uh, of uh, television sets, then uh, the marketeers will invade the uh, realm of the Tahitian also and force a market, force him to want things, tease him into it, cajoling him into it, shame him into it, humiliate him into it saying, you're poor, you're backward, you're, uh, you're no good, you're not civilized, you have no teeth, uh, you're this, that, whatever it is, how they
1: oh, always shame us. Robert Flaherty's Moana of the South Seas, way back the documentary was of that theme. But recently, of the very point Tahiti, the point you make, the Australian Broadcasting Company recently had a, a documentary quite powerful of civilized quote unquote invasion of Tahiti. And what was beginning to happen, the very thing you're describing, perhaps then there will be no, no place that Melville sought anymore. This leads to this crazy question of the technological age we live in. It is a value, is it not the machine? The machine is not evil per se, but it's the way certainly it's being used.
0: Yes, I think that uh, America has uh, not finished with its pioneering in this world, oddly enough. We are pioneering a great many things. Certainly, we were pioneering through an age of the inundation of uh, our lives with material things, the inundation of our minds with material considerations. And uh, uh, so often we're criticized as a tinker toy society and a uh, gadget-oriented civilization and uh, with a butt of so many uh, jokes as a result of that. But uh, I think when you go to Paris now or Germany, or you go to Italy, you'll find the same kind of merchandising psychology, uh, the same kind of mercantile thinking. Uh, the f- forced markets uh, so often remind me of a uh, forced feeding geese when they stuff a metal pipe down a goose's throat and pour corn in it to uh, swell his liver. That's what they've done to us. They've swollen our liver. Uh, we've done that to ourselves and it'll take time for us to understand what we're doing to ourselves that it really doesn't mean anything, that the rat, way, uh, the rat race, the, uh, you know, the conniving and uh, uh, the, uh, the uh, racing uh, lust that we have for success uh, is, uh, finds its counterfeit.
1: This brings us back, doesn't it, Marlon, to the examining, the self-examined life, you know, it brings it back to that again, so again to each. I'm thinking about you in that plane, and this has been a very rewarding, certainly for me and I know for the audience, conversation with you. You uh, turned the tables on me earlier in the interview and asked me a question, why I'm doing what I'm doing? You know, I never really asked you this, but I will now, Marlon. Why why, why are you an actor? Why did you become an actor? I don't
0: know. I th- the reasons for the reason that we do things are lost, I think, in the very Uh, subtle nature of uh, of our being Uh, I suppose I once thought that uh, that if you took a handful of sand uh, and threw it up into the air in the wind you could predict if you knew all the factors the weight of each grain of sand its location in the mass its uh, shape, its specific density, the the, uh, application of the pressure, the force of the wind. Uh, Theoretically, you could predict what would happen if you knew all the factors and where each each sand grain was located, exactly what was happening in its relation, its weight, its uh, collision force, in relation to the the uh, the mass, uh, but uh, I'm trying to look out the window. It's okay, <laughs> But uh, I don't think that uh, that's possible. And in the same way, it's not possible to understand uh, what we what we do. And uh, uh, you know, I, I can't. I don't know why. I I can make guesses at it. <clears throat> I can make guesses at it and probes at it uh, but uh, I don't suppose I could really tell you why it's lost in the tangle of uh, all the things that make up what I am as a person which is uh, infinitely uh, complex and intricate and perhaps beyond our our perception, at least beyond mine. But uh, I think that something very useful has come out of uh, this discussion and many of the discussions I've had recently. I think that exchanges of this kind uh, with people there, there is a, 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 there's a growth in communication and a hunger for it on television. You see uh, so many shows going, uh, discussion shows, and you wonder well, when they first came out, well, what the hell are they doing? They're just sitting there talking and, and the gradually you came to realize that there was a hunger for conversation, for exchange of ideas. And I think this is a really um, remarkable thing because uh, whereas it took 1500 years for Buddhism, uh, I think, to come from India to Japan, uh, it takes the twist 37 hours to get to uh, Australia maybe less, whatever it is, a week and uh, so when new worthwhile dynamic ideas, conceptions come, we can uh, there, there, there can be a very quick exchange of them and application of that knowledge and I think that's, uh, that's wonderful. It's also dangerous too because uh, it's uh, with the, uh, the television and the radio and uh, whatnot. it's so easy to uh, train, poison and discipline people's minds as they do in uh, red china have loudspeakers that blast from morning till night, uh, make announcements from morning till night, rubbing and scrubbing this, uh, this uh, propaganda into their, the souls and the bones and the minds of these children. Uh, the Nazis did that and it was very difficult. There was a, uh, an article that I read which dealt with the denazification of emotionally disturbed children in uh, Germany after the war because these children were brought up as Nazis. They were told to tell on their parents and uh, they became uh, very neurotic and and full of problems about that. And it's very hard to uh, eradicate that. Uh, Even now there are people walking around who still are diseased from that malignant influence
1: using your cue, Marlon, of looking within ourselves to we too have it, they have it, and we have it in our way, as you explained earlier with the magic box continuously with that particular kind of brainwashing, too, whether it be the good cigarette that is better than the other, or whether it be this particular deodorant that is better than the other. It's a different way, a lesser extent, and yet I think, it's, I think what's come out of this is our own sense of the need to be more aware, too, of our Earlier, you spoke of the very first question asked about pretense, and you spoke of the pretender in all of us. Be aware of this. One last question, Marlon, and then I release you. <laughs> uh, anything that you'd care to say we haven't talked about? This is always a this is the catch-all. Is there anything during this past hour and a half or so that's on your mind or around it that you'd care to uh, say?
0: No. Uh- Except that I might point out that I've had so many microphones stuck in my face in the past three weeks since I've been on this uh, 35,000 mile tour. Uh, I've often asked myself the question, I find myself talking, what are you talking about? Why is the microphone stuck in your face? I know that if I was a dentist from Duluth, that it might not be uh, my uh, face that the microphone was stuck in. And uh, I find myself giving my opinions and but always at the same time wondering why? Why are my opinions asked? And I wonder sometimes if not this very moment is not a manifestation of the kind of thing we were talking about. Why me and not you? Why me and not my secretary sitting across the room with a waiter? Uh, But I suppose you do you do interview all kinds of people, don't you
1: well, again the uh that phrase quote unquote the artist because I think he to me is an attractive guy. he may be neurotic in his own way as all of us are, but there's something about this man who explores and he not everybody I'd say generally someone in the field of what you might call the the fine and lively arts it's a general phrase somebody who is exploring one way or another
0: but uh in uh, Gray's eulogy in a country churchyard he says full many a flower is left to blush unseen and you never can tell I I recommend that book again that uh, that Gerald Sykes wrote called The Hidden Hidden Remnant which uh, deals with this because we never know where we'll find that person certainly won't we won't find them categorically I don't believe as you do that the artist is a man who uh, necessarily is the articulator of uh, wisdom or knowledge, I think you'll find it in uh, the mason, or the, uh, the shoemaker, or uh, the farmer, or in, the, in, in, the, in uh, maybe a Tahitian who, who can't even articulate it.
1: I, I didn't mean it that way, marna just to uh, correct it, to give you, since you've asked. Uh, perhaps the most powerful guest I've ever had, too, was Big Bill Brunsey, a wholly unlettered blues singer, perhaps the wisest man I've known, and a cockney waitress in London. These may be my two most exciting guests. So I'm, I'm, I meant, in the, general, in the general sense, it's someone who in one way or another explores. And often it's because of the nature of his work, the quote unquote artist. But that's the idea.
0: You know, it would be interesting, I would think, some time to, uh, to get criminal and ask him. <laughs> you did.
1: Marvelous. Jimmy Blake. Jimmy right? Blake <coughs> has spent 25 years in the pokey. Uh, he's uh, again. He's he's an artist, though. He uh, he's close to me to the American Janae. Jimmy Blake is an articulate convict, and he. Well, this last thing, perhaps, you can end on the subject of pretense. He says he found life in prison less as he as he left it today, uh, less the prison than the world outside. <laughs> that's
0: wonderful. Listen at that mo- At that point, I think that's yeah. a, that's a fitting close. I uh, I do want to say that. Uh, that a lot of uh, strife and storm and come my way because uh, I am a saleable commodity and a commodity, and and um, I get bought and sold all the time. And it's rare that I can really sit down and give my point of view unedited and uh, not invented, and uh, to be judged for what I've said as a result of uh, saying it completely, and. Uh, Anyhow, I'm very grateful to you for that opportunity, because so often it is unpleasant to see yourself so rudely misrepresented.
1: And I thanks very much, Studs, and uh, goodbye. Thank you so much. Thank you, Marlon Brando. Thank you very much. And uh, I know I speak for the listeners that we're delighted that Marlon Brando has come out and said his piece. I think now we're closer to the man than we've been. Uh, The image, one thing, the man, something else, Marlon Brando. Thank you very much.